promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. I'm a wonderful person. Hello and welcome to the Tread Weary Podcast. This is the place where we gather to hear from the Word of God and to hear it in such a way that we're not looking for demands upon ourselves. We get we get enough of that, and, and those demands are easy to hear because they are the imperatives. They are the things that are telling us what we should do. And instead, our goal here uh, is to hear the Word of God and find what it is that God has done for us and the results that come from that. So thank you for joining us today as we continue our study through 1 Peter. Let us begin. Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praise to your name most high. Declare your faithful love in the morning and your faithfulness at night with a ten-stringed harp and the music of a lyre. For you have made me rejoice, Lord, by what you have done. I will shout for joy because of the works of your hands. How magnificent are your works, Lord, how profound your thoughts. A stupid person does not know, a fool does not understand this, though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they will be eternally destroyed. But you, Lord, are exalted forever, for indeed, Lord, your enemies, indeed, your enemies will perish, all evildoers will be scattered. You have lifted up my horn like that of a wild ox, I have been anointed with the finest oil. My eyes look at my enemies, when evildoers rise against me, my ears hear them. The righteous thrive like a palm tree and grow like a cedar tree in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they thrive in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age, healthy and green, to declare the Lord is just. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Amen. A reading comes from 1 Peter chapter 2 beginning at the 18th verse. Household slaves, submit to your masters with all reverence, not only to the good and gentle ones, but also to the cruel. For it brings favor if, because of a consciousness of God, someone endures grief from suffering unjustly. For what credit is there if when you do wrong and are beaten, you endure it? But when you do what is good and suffer, if you endure it, this brings favor with God. For you were called to this because Christ also suffered for you leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He did not commit sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was insulted, he did not insult in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, so that having died to sins, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but you have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. <coughs> well, this is an interesting text, right? In part because it's one of these struggles that we have in the modern day to try and explain this understanding of slave. Because we have in our mindset uh, the, the 17th, 18th, 19th century slavery that we had here in America where uh, men and women of a particular skin color were taken from one continent and brought to another and forced to work on plantations to pick cotton and, and other uh, commodities and uh, had a very short lifespan, were beaten, were, were uh, killed sometimes, although that wouldn't be good for the bottom line. Um, and that's the picture that we have. However, the, the picture that we have here of household slaves is not a picture of chattel slavery. It's not a picture of people in chains being um, beaten by whips uh, and separated out especially by skin color. It is the picture uh, closer to what you would see if you would watch one of those uh, period pieces like maybe even Downton Abbey or something like that, where you'd have a butler, you have household maids, cooks, people that were under the employ of a, a rich benefactor. The difference being here is that, yes, uh, it, sometimes they would be bought as a commodity, a person being purchased uh, at, like you would buy a cow. And they would be paid in the sense of they would have protection, they would have a place to sleep, they would have a place to eat. Uh, but this was not the grotesque picture of slavery that we have uh, from our American history. It, it would be closer to an employer-employee relationship in many ways, uh, but not exactly the same. Because here then Peter talks about being beaten, right? where you, you were bought at a price, quote-unquote. You were purchased by this person. You were a commodity, commodity to be purchased, and you had a job to do. And in part, he's speaking to them in a way to try and tell them, uh, submit to your masters with reverence, both the good and the bad, in part because it is a sermon. It is a way that you preach about the graciousness and mercy of God. Uh, it's, it's a way that you preach about the humility that comes with repentance and being a broken, sinful human being. It is, a, it is a way in which you show the example of Christ. As Peter goes on to say here in a second, we won't get to that yet, but, um, but the point being here that in part he's making a political decision. He, he is saying, uh, you are not doing well for the church or the gospel of Jesus Christ by fighting against those who are in charge of you uh, to try and uh, gain something for yourself, such as freedom or, or whatever the case may be, uh, especially through grotesque means. Uh, but instead, you are doing much more for the good of the kingdom of God, for the good of the gospel, by enduring under the suffering of being someone's property. 
Now, this is not to say that being a slave is good. Uh, when we read in Paul, Paul says, uh, don't, don't look to try and change your position in society, but if you are a slave and you can get your freedom, take it. Uh, saying that you should not be a slave. Slavery is not good. Uh, but when you are in a position as a slave, uh, there is much greater good that you can do in the testimony of your life as a household slave in first century Greek-speaking world uh, of this Christ that has bought you, this Christ that has suffered for you. And many of you listening to this are, are saying, going, what the heck are you talking about, pastor? You're advocating, advocating for slavery. No, I'm not. I, I, I think slavery, the, the buying of human beings is grotesque. It, it's disgusting buying them as a commodity, making them your property and being able to do whatever you want with them. It's horrid. Yet, yet, it is a reality actually in a large percentage of the world. In Africa, the Middle East, even parts of Asia, people are still bought and sold as human beings, as commodities. And here, Peter is speaking to people that are in that position to say, how do you show Christ to people being in the position of being a slave? And that's a huge thing for us. Uh, because here in the first world, we are ones who pick ourselves up by our own bootstraps, in which we want to change our stars uh, that, that Heath Ledger movie. Um, we, we are able to go from rags to riches in this country uh, just through sheer hard work. Uh, and, and we are also in this country ones who despise suffering. We want to avoid suffering as much as we possibly can. We want to avoid hardship as much as we possibly can. We do not want to do hard things. We do not want to realize that, uh, yes, life involves risk and life involves difficulty. And sometimes you have to embrace that difficulty. And here he's speaking to people that are stuck in difficulty, realizing that suffering is part and partial to the gospel of Jesus Christ, that suffering is a reality of it. He goes on to say that uh, for what credit is there when you do wrong and are beaten and you endure it, this speaking to us saying, well, uh, how, how is it at all uh, being a faithful witness for Jesus Christ that you break the law or, or you are a horrible employee or you, uh, you do not do what you're supposed to do for your employer and you suffer under it by being fired or being censured or being this or being that? and somehow you're suffering for Jesus? No. If you put yourself in that position, it's, it's not something that, that causes you to be edified because of it, and it does not edify the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, th the way we can speak of this is talking about employees and employer. It tr we truly can and replace household slaves with employees. To sit here and say, some of you do jobs that you hate. You despise it. Some of you do jobs that are hard. Some of you do jobs that, that uh, cause you heartache, that cause you sleepless nights. Some of you are being employed by people that drive you nuts. 
But what if God has called you to that place for a particular purpose to testify to Jesus Christ in that place? Because the thing that's causing the most difficulty in that place of employment is the lack of Jesus Christ in the hearts of people. Have you thought about that? Because what ends up being the greatest of all testimonies is when you suffer, and you suffer well. When you embrace hardship, and you and yes, you still weep. It still causes you pain. You still cry out in agony to God every night, why me, God? But at the same time, God pulls you through that suffering. It testifies to the reality that you have a hope that goes beyond this world. A hope that is greater than any other hope. A hope that, yes, you may suffer and endure hardship in this life, but you may gain something else in the next that is life everlasting in his name. And that is what he goes on to to talk about in the rest of this chapter. Here we're, we're finishing out chapter two because he says, for you were called to this called to suffering. Imagine that. We, as Christians, are called to suffering. It, it's, it's not about having your best life now. It's not about God having a wonderful plan for your life. God's plan for your life might be suffering. It might be hardship. Why? Well, you've been called to this, he says in verse 21, because Christ also suffered for you. That we look at our own hardships, we look at our own sufferings in life, and we can point to Christ in those things. We can speak of and say, well, this I, I can use this to speak of my Jesus. Leaving you an example, he says, that you should follow in his steps. What steps? Well, the steps to Calvary. The steps to that cross that frees us from all sin and death and the devil that frees us from all expectations, that grants grants us freedom even when we are enslaved to our own passions, to our own desires, to the own troubles of this world, to all the suffering that comes to us, that cross of suffering. Through suffering, we are freed from the greatest fears of suffering that it might lead to our own death, knowing that in even death, even in death, we have been freed in Christ. Because he said he did not commit sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. He's 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 laying out this this claim for us, looking at the life of Jesus, not to be one who fights against that which comes to harm us. When he was insulted, he did not insult in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. Suffering is not a place for us to fight back. Suffering and difficulty in this life is a place for us to prayed that God would give, give us even greater faith. That's that word there, to be entrusted. He entrusted himself. He placed himself in the hands of God. He allowed faith to be the hallmark of all that he does, that, that faith is what gets us through our suffering, our difficulties. And it's hard. Faith is hard to trust God in the dark Just read Job. That's what Job is about, trusting God when the lights go out. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. He suffered, taking on your sin. 
taking on the, the sins that, that, uh, of, of omission and the sins of commission, taking on the sins that have caused us suffering because we are suffering under the, the penalty of our own sin, but then also taking on the sins of the world that cause us to suffer. And he did this so that having died to sins, we might live for righteousness. Having the sins taken away, we might freely live out good even in the midst of of evil. By his wounds you have been healed, he says. You've been healed, you've been made whole, church. That even in your suffering, even in the most difficult of circumstances, you look to Christ and you go, he endured that for me. And so he will walk with me through this. He endured that for me so that when I am in my greatest of all pains, I can trust that he will neither leave me nor forsake me. For you were like sheep going astray, but you have now returned to the shepherd and overseers of your souls. Having having been left aside, having left the world behind, We've returned to God to allow God to be the hallmark of all the hope that we need and faith in him and in his Christ who suffered for us that when we suffer, we might know that he suffered for us to give us the hope and the thing that we place our trust, the thing that we place our faith, knowing that he will bring us through. Let us pray. Let your merciful ears, O Lord, be open to the prayers of your humble servants, and that they may obtain their petitions. Make them to ask such things as shall please you. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Well, church, I pray that you have a wonderful, wonderful week. And we will see you around as as much as we can. And those of you who are listening from Frankfurt, Germany, from Spain, from the Philippines, uh, from India, a bunch of different places that we have listeners, I'm grateful and thankful for that. Please share uh, this podcast with anyone that you can. Like it, share it, uh, uh, subscribe to to uh, this podcast wherever you are listening, that we might get this word about word out about the grace of God given to us in Jesus Christ to help us make it through this life that we might enjoy the next. But until then, go in peace. Serve the Lord. We'll see you next week.